And another another one that always acknowledge your donors in your episodes or on your site somewhere. I, I see a lot of of podcasters will have their Patreon list on on another page on their site, or if they're doing video, they they have like a credit section or whatever. But but ask permission. You you may not somebody may not want to be publicly thanked for donating to you, depending on what, what's going on in their life. So always ask. But, you know, acknowledge them. You're listening to Podcast Insider, a weekly podcast bringing insights, advice, and insider tips and tricks to help you start, grow, and thrive through podcasting with the support of your team here at Blueberry Podcasting. Welcome. Let's dive in. I'm Todd Cochran, CEO and co-founder of Blueberry Podcasting. And I'm Mike Dell, the Vice President of Customer Relations here at Blueberry. Most people are familiar with online donation platforms and how you can utilize them for podcasts, but I think it's a good time for a refresher, a good time to go over ways to, I guess for better ways to receive donations and monetize in the various ways. There's more than one way to do it. It's not just advertising. What Adam Curry says, the inventor of podcasting or one of the inventors, is it's a value for value model. And that doesn't just mean the, the Satoshi streaming and boosts and all that stuff. He he's run his podcast now. What was it? 12, 15. Wow. Or 16, 16 years. And he's never had an advertisement on it. He's and him and two families are making their living from this show purely on the donation model. Now, the first couple of years was pretty tight. So he, he had to, he went full in without uh, a job doing his podcast, but and as he said, he ate his helicopter. Yeah. So, and I don't think all of us have a helicopter to sell to put in, no. <laughs> to buy groceries. But I think that he was in. He was he was in it. He was in it because he had to do it, and he figured a way. And I think this can a lot of these lessons can be applied to all of us that are trying to figure this out. And right now, it's this is a we're 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 in tight times right now with the economy the way it is. So, the value. I think, Mike, that's a key word is, and I said this in a recent podcast we recorded, giving your audience value is key. Yeah, because, you know, the, if, you, if you're giving them something of value, and it could be knowledge, it could be entertainment, it could be whatever it might be that you're giving them. But if you're giving them some value, they're more likely to give you some back. And there's lots of platforms out there that you can use or be, be creative. <laughs> PayPal, Patreon, buy me a coffee. Those are all real popular platforms. I've had PayPal on my personal show site from really the beginning. And as a matter of fact, I've started to re-emphasize PayPal donations recently and bringing the, to the forefront this, this idea of if I'm providing value, then give me value back in either time, talent, or treasure. We all love the treasure, right? Yeah, talent helps too. If you want somebody to help you with your show notes or someone to make show art for you or whatever, that, that's a valuable donation. I had a listener that created over 120, and they were generics. They weren't for specific episodes, but over 120 episode art images for me that have been valuable throughout the years that, again, was that providing his his time and talent 
in providing me those images. And I got a picture of him here in my studio. That's you know how much of a fan he is. But I think in the end, we really want you to think about this from a long-term effect in setting up donations. And it's a great way to monetize your content and, and engage with your audience. So again, number one, think about choosing which platform you want to use. And uh, there's a lot of them out there. But again, PayPal, Patreon, buy me a coffee, come to mind. Patreon, though, I've always cautioned people on Patreon in that if you're going to do Patreon and you're going to say, okay, if you give me $20 a month, I'm going to do an extra episode. Well, what if only one person gives you 20 bucks? <laughs> then, then you're committed to... Then you're still doing that extra episode. You're doing that extra episode. And so your time is not being invested wisely. So I think that the straight donation model for me works the best. But, and again, I've integrated PayPal into my website. It's real simple with PayPal. They allow you to create a widget and you just copy that HTML code into a page or a section of your website that allows that to happen. And it's secure and they're trusted that I don't have to worry about my listeners' privacy being, being lost through a hack. Of course, everyone's being hacked these days. So I don't know if anybody's safe anymore with the stuff that's been going on in the world, but the, the main thing I did is I created a donor page. And at my personal site, it's at geeknesscentral.com forward slash insiders. I call donators insiders. Yeah, that might have inspired the name of this podcast too, wouldn't it? I think a little, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have some information on your site that, that lets them know why, why this may be important to help with the show because a lot of people if they get no feedback and they get no donations and they don't get any advertisers they don't get a big audience they're gonna not be encouraged to continue podcasting don't threaten them though don't say i'm gonna stop if you don't send me 20 bucks that's silly right. but give give them the story you know what why are you passionate about your subject or that kind of thing it builds community as well and it's just like I even talked about it on my last show. I said, hey, I'm getting ready to go to the CES show. And I got $800 in airline tickets. I've got 80 in hotel costs. I have rental car, 300 bucks. I've got, and this is, Blueberry's not paying for this. I'm paying for this. This is coming out of Todd's wallet. And then food and any entertainment. Of course, entertainment would be on me regardless if I was there or not. But I'm like, okay, so here's here's the base cost and here's what I'm going to do when I'm at the CES show that will bring value to you. I'll have a live a live stream on the website. We'll have a blog basically taking pictures and be able to submit stuff. They'll be able to see the activities that we're doing. So there's this trade, right? I've said, okay, this is what it's cost me to do. This is what I'm going to give you in return. And if you want to support with your treasure, definitely appreciate it. So we'll see what happens next week when we're up and doing live and, and at that event. I think that it goes to your story, Mike. And, and again, you don't have to have something extreme as what I'm doing. But in your show, you could say, hey, we're at a point now where we want to invest in X, Y, and Z. And we could use a little community support. I think that goes a long way to make people understand what they're, what they're donating their money to. Right. Not another thing, like we, we talk about the value for value streaming Satoshis and all that stuff through Podcasting 
features. And that's just another another way that people can help support you. But the, the sats aren't super, you don't make a ton of money on it, but that gives you more feedback. And, and that goes into our next topic of incentives. I, I love boosting live shows that you, you guys, you and Rob on the new media show or, or Adam and Dave on the podcast 2.0 show. I like to send in a, a boost because I get to hear my name on the, on this podcast live. <laughs> and they read, and they read your feedback that you're giving on the topic they're talking about. Right. So that, that has two, two forms. Uh, like I say, you're not going to make a, a gazillion dollars on Satoshis, but you don't know. Somebody send you a pretty significant amount of them, then that works out. Podcasting 2.0 said that they've, they've gotten two Bitcoins, two full Bitcoins since, since they started this. Yeah, my earnings last year were just about $2,000 on donated Satoshis. Yeah. Not bad. No, not bad at all. And but you know, if someone's paying you ten bucks a month on PayPal or right. whatever, that's that's gonna be something. And the more you get, the the better it gets. You just gotta watch PayPal. Sometimes they'll they'll knock people off of subscriptions. Well, one of the challenges I've had with incentives though is I'm a procrastinator. So I like I said, send me so many Satoshis you're gonna get stickers. I still got stickers to send. So make sure if you're gonna provide incentives, you're gonna do t shirts or stickers. Make sure you send them out in a timely manner. Don't be a procrastinator like I am. Sure, sure. Like I know a lot of YouTubers will do that too. If you send me a super chat for whatever or whatever on YouTube, they'll send you a sticker, a t-shirt, a magnet, who knows, a hat. I got a hat from one guy on YouTube. I think it's important too to announce your donation options. Regularly mention your donation options in your podcast episode. Briefly explain how donation supports the show. And utilize your social media channels, email newsletters, or other communication platforms to inform your audience about ways to support your podcast. The way I'm doing it now is I have a pre-planned intro that I do for my show. I'm not actually dropping the donation segment in during that. I'm doing it now three to four content topics in so that we get them in three or four probably the top three or four articles we're going to talk about where we've had the most energy, the most value being given and then say, okay, we're providing value for you because you just gave them like three or four things of super value. Hopefully that motivates them at that point to say, yeah, that was great. Let me go ahead and send you a few bucks. And, and so that's how I played the announcing your donation options into my content flow. That, that definitely helps and have it prominently on your website. Of course, we've talked about that. Another thing for like a special project or something like that, hey, I need a new roadcaster, set up a crowdfunding thing through Kickstarter or any of those kind of things, but be specific that this money will only go for this project and, and just make sure you clearly outline your goals and promote that. I mean, why not? If you're, if you're providing value, somebody may decide that it's worth helping you get new piece of equipment or in your case go on a trip for the show or or whatever so that's just an idea i've not seen anybody do that yet but sounds like an interesting idea yeah in 2017 we when i was running i run the podcast awards in 2017 we completely rebuilt the website 
And it was going to be a major chunk of change. It was, I think, a total bill on that was close to $24,000. So we reached out to the community and we did a crowdfunding. And I think we got about halfway. We got about 12, 12,000 that was donated. And we have a, still today, there's a, a page on the website that uh, thanks those folks that were part of that crowdfunding to help help us rebuild the website. So again, it was a specific project. And I think the key to those is, is there's two or three different ways you can do them. One that you have to reach the goal to get the money and the other you can get part way and still, depending on how much you've raised, you commit to a certain level of implementation. So I think be very clear on your project goal. And one thing's for sure is make sure you do what you say with the money because there are some legal ramifications for not doing so. So be very, very careful when you're doing those crowdfunding and, and, and plan accordingly so that when you do raise the money and make sure you have a digital, if it is a roadcaster or whatever it may be that you're buying, take a picture of it, show it, share it to the audience that's donated. And, and just so they know that that's exactly where the money went, you build trust that way. Yeah, for sure. Another kind of neat trick, and, and this is thanks to COVID, I guess, uh, that so many people now know how to use QR codes. Yep. And you could create QR codes that will go directly to your donation page, and you can throw those out on social or in a video podcast if you're doing video or stream, whatever. And it just makes it easier for people to get to it to know about it. It's real easy to pick up a phone and point it at a screen. It's that impulse buy things. That's what QR codes really give you the option to do. And another another one that always acknowledge your donors in your episodes or on your site somewhere. I, I see a lot of of podcasters will have their Patreon list on on another page on their site, or if they're doing video, they they have like a credit section or whatever. But but ask permission. You you may not somebody may not want to be publicly thanked for donating to you, depending on what, what's going on in their life. So always ask, but you know acknowledge them. Yep. And of course, keep your audience informed about how their donations are being used, and uh, this updates a foster a sense of community and accountability. Now, because I have had significant experience with tax considerations in this regard. <laughs> When you do receive a donation, that is income. So you need to ensure that you're keeping track. I'm lucky enough. I have a separate bank account for this type of activity. I've set up my own. I basically have a limited liability corporation and LLC. And it's passed through, but still every penny that comes in is taxable with, and then you have to have associated receipts for expenses and so forth. So definitely research and comply with legal and tax obligations. And I'll be very honest with all of you, a CPA is worth every single penny. Now it's going to cost more to have a CPA do your taxes, but to be frank, and this is not saying anything against any of the tax uh, preparation groups, I would not trust a tax preparation company with my, unless I have a very, very simple income expense structure. Well, you could definitely make this 
more complicated or less complicated. You don't necessarily have to do an LLC or a corp right. or whatever. You can just do a sole proprietorship or just individual, but keep track of it and, and you have the have the paper trail. And you can have a sole proprietorship LLC, and that's what I actually have. And it gives me tax number and all that stuff. But I think the key here is I'm a little bit more complicated situation. I've got an office and electricity and gas. It's all separate. So that that's legitimate business expenses. But most folks are doing a, a portion of their home working out of. And again, they're even there. There's tax implications if you're going to deduct for using portion of your home. So please, Uncle Sugar loves to get his pound of flesh and you don't want to be on the receiving end of a notice that says, hey, write me a check or we'll take your second born. So please consider those things when, and again, money earned is money earned. Uncle Sam's only going to get a percentage of it for taxes. So don't, don't walk away. Don't stop considering getting money for your show just because there's tax implications. Right. And of course, depending on what country you're in, it might be different. Right. We're we're speaking with the, speaking about the U.S. in this case, but but yeah, the key to this successful donation campaigns is just building a strong relationship with your audience, doing engaging content, being transparent, and appreciation for any of the donations just goes a long way to encouraging your listeners to give you value for the value you provide. And I think one thing too is if you're doing this and you may have some resistance from a partner, I know that was a a little bit of a conflict in the early days when I started podcasting because I was spending quite a bit to do the show. It at least says to, if you have a partner, you can at least say, hey, we brought in a little bit of money this month and maybe use that as an excuse to take, take that partner out to dinner. Of course, again, business and personal is separate, but you know, it all, it all washes out in the wash as long as you do what you're legally allowed to do from a tax standpoint. I, it, it goes a long way in also keeping up motivation as well. All right. Well, I guess we'll call this a, an episode. Thanks for listening. Please uh, follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you don't have a favorite podcast app, go check out podcastapps.com for the new modern podcast apps out there. Thanks for joining us. Let's meet up next week. And in the meantime, for more information to subscribe, share, or follow, check out the show notes at podcastinsider.com. To check out our latest suite of services and how Blueberry can help you leverage your podcast, visit blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the ease.